everyone. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of CamCast. We're going to get into it in a little bit. Just want to, you know, thank everybody for following so far. Everyone for listening to my dumbass talk for 22 episodes. This is going to be number 23. Um, you know, I've been having a really good time with this. I've been getting asked a lot of questions on what's next, what's coming up in the pipe. Um, <laughs> that sounded bad, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, I got I got a lot of a lot of a lot of things that I'm trying to plan out right now. I'm just trying to make sure that I have the the right um, the right software and the right things that I need in order to do the things I want to do. I want to do some more. Uh, I want to do more collaborative podcasts uh, in the near future. I'm planning on doing an Angels one pretty soon. Um, and that, that I mean, as far as sports podcasts, there's not going to be a ton. I'll probably do one when the World Series wraps up. Definitely an Angels podcast. Um, might do a Lakers podcast in the next month or so because it looks like the NBA season is going to begin December 22nd, which is kind of news to, to everyone right now. Um, but you can look forward to me doing a lot more of these Marvel talks, which is what today's episode is going to be on. And I'm also planning on doing a uh, The Office versus the Par- uh, Parks and Recreation podcast with one of my friends. And that one will be pretty fun because I have a lot of opinions on uh, Parks and Rec and The Office. Um, but l- I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, what today's episode is going to be about. This is another movie talk, another Marvel movie talk. You know, I'm doing the series and all the Marvel movies before Black Widow becomes uh, comes out in, uh, in May. So I got tons of time on it. Um, and today's episode is, is Thor. Thor from 2011. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen this movie in probably five years and my opinion on it has drastically changed. Um, it's just, <laughs> it just, there are a lot of issues with this movie. Um, but you know, I, I just want to, before I go further on that, I just want to thank everybody once again. And if you can please continue to like, share and subscribe the podcast. Um, if you can follow on YouTube, if you can subscribe on YouTube, that'd be a big help to me. If you can subscribe, like, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're allowed to do that, you know, it'll help me do what I need to do. And then if you could also just continue to share the podcast, if you like what we're, what I'm, what I'm talking about here, um, that'd be a big help to me. And, uh, you know, that's, I guess that's all I got for the intro. So we're going to go ahead and just jump right into it. All right, guys, let's go. episode 23 here i want to thank you guys again for joining me as i continue with my marvel movie talk and we have number four in the mcu we have thor excuse me um before we get started i'm gonna have to say that this this uh this podcast episode is brought to you by travis and that's it um (laughs) i just and that's that's it that's that's who this video is uh that's that's who it's it's uh it's sponsored by so i mean you know, that's, that's that. So getting into it. So this movie was made in 2011. Okay. It's the fourth film of the MCU. Like I've already said before, the predecessors being Iron Man one, the incredible Hulk, Iron Man two, and then Thor. Um, this movie, uh, came about, I think two months before Captain America. And it came about a year before the very first Avengers film. Um, I, this, I think this film came out, it came out no, I don't think it did. It came out in May of 2011, and this is around the time where um, I was a senior in high school and senior year was starting to wrap up. So I know for a fact I did not see this movie in theaters. Um, actually, I saw this movie after I saw Captain America, the first Avenger, in theaters. I think I, I bought this movie on DVD in the fall, and I wound up watching it that way. 
And I remember I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, I remember it being a lot of fun. I remember it being really interesting. I remember Chris Hemsworth, you know, his Thor being really good. I remember all, everything about this movie being really positive. I haven't seen this movie in probably four or five years. And a lot has changed. Okay, a lot has changed. So I, when I rewatched it this week and it was a tough watch. I couldn't get through it all in one setting. There was a lot of pacing issues, a lot of really bad story issues. It just wasn't... I don't know. There, it, It's not as good as I remember it being, and there are a few reasons for that, and I'll get into it. But let me just go ahead and uh, talk about you know the cast and everything that goes into that first. So the cast is, we have Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Natalie Portman as... Uh, her character is not even that rememberable. Not memorable. Well, she's, she's in it. Natalie Portman's in it. Tom Hiddleston, obviously, is Loki. Um, you have... Uh, Anthony Hopkins as Odin, you have Rene Russo, you have Stellan Skarsgård, um, you have uh, Idris Elba playing Heimdall, you have Cat uh, um, Dennings as a random character that's there for comic relief, and this movie is directed by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, yes, the Kenneth Branagh, who's an actor who was in Tenet this, pa- this year, the, this past month, that, which I saw in theaters, which was fantastic, and yes, the Kenneth Branagh that is uh, in Chamber of Secrets, the Harry Potter movie. Um... Yeah, I can see why the MCU decided not to put Kenneth Branagh in any more movies. Upon While watching this movie, I realized there are a lot of issues, okay? Beginning with the fact that the direction and the shots that the director chose are just confusing. There are a lot of, like, distorted sideways shots zoomed in on Natalie Portman or Chris Hemsworth's face within the, the confines of the movie that are just... He's going for a stylistic approach, and it's pretty obvious that he is, but it's like... It's just not effective. It just looks really cheap, and it just doesn't. It doesn't look good. I mean, the first shot that we see of Asgard is it's all CGI, right? And it's just bad CGI. It's just not good. It's it's not nearly as good as I remember, you know, nine years ago when this first came out. There are a lot of issues here. There are a lot of issues with with the characters. They're very hollow. They're very uninspiring. Um, Chris Hemsworth is. He's pretty average as Thor here, which is like, which is funny because, I mean, having seen him in Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War and Endgame, he really became, you know, Thor. And it definitely wasn't in this movie and it definitely wasn't in Thor The Dark World either. I thought for sure that this Thor film was a lot better than Thor The Dark World. And now I'm not sure. Um, They made a lot of really weird choices with the way that uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, his costume was. They gave him really blonde, long hair, which he didn't have. They bleached his eyebrows blonde, which is another weird take. Like, cause you know, Chris Hemsworth has brown eyebrows, like most humans do, and they made him blonde. And it's like, it, I don't. I remember that. I like when I first watched it this past week. I remember looking at that and be like, that like, did it look that weird when I first watched it? You know, nine years ago, it just doesn't. It doesn't look good. Again, and then this every the way that things are filmed, the way that Asgard looks CGI wise is really bad. A lot of the battle scenes early on against the Frost Giants are really bad. They're they're super CGI heavy, but it's really crappy CGI. It reminds me of like CGI that we saw in iRobot, the Will Smith movie from like two thousand five or whenever it came out with Shia LaBeouf, where that CGI is just bad. It reminded me of that, and I get it, like. You know, the, the the Marvel Studios didn't quite have the budget yet, and it wasn't yet a Disney property. This was produced by Paramount Pictures, so they didn't quite have that money. But they did earn a lot of money in revenue from Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man 2, like a ton. 
you know, not a, not a ton, but definitely, you know, three four hundred percent of what they originally budgeted those movies at. They made a lot of money on those movies, so you would think that they would use some of that budget to put together maybe better set pieces, maybe give better character design. And the final one is, I have a really big issue with the town in which this this movie takes place in New Mexico. It just looks like they're on a soundstage. I mean, it's this town that's in the middle of the desert. There are maybe, you know, 10, 12 buildings, and it just looks like, it looks fake. None of it looks real. It looks like they, you know, they, which is exactly what they did. They plopped this town in the middle of nowhere, and they did it just for a movie. But it looks like a movie set. It doesn't look like anything that we would actually see in real life. It doesn't look real. I mean, there's a 7-Eleven, there's all kinds of these these real life things in this small little tiny town, and they wouldn't normally be there. You wouldn't see a 7-Eleven or anything like that inside of a tiny town like that. So, sorry, I got tongue twisted right there. Um, I don't know, there, there are a lot of issues like that within the movie that it kind of, it took me out of the movie, not including just the story of the movie. I mean, the story is just bad. It starts off with, you. Thor's arrogant, and he's, he's really arrogant, and he's supposed to be given the, you know, become king of Asgard, and Odin's going to make him king, but uh, he kind of, he takes away Thor's powers, he banishes him to Earth, and he whispers to Mjolnir that uh, whoever holds this hammer shall, uh, shall have the power of Thor, and basically it's a story in which uh, Thor has to redeem everything that he's that uh, everything about him from before that we even saw him in this movie become a better person earn the title of Thor and then fight off you know the the villain in this movie and that's where the movie is that's where it gets interesting because when I first was watching this movie this week I was like okay this is a really weak beginning of a movie for a superhero it's just not that interesting, right? There's just, there's not a lot here. It's not super, I'm not really enthused by what's going on. And I know for a fact that Thor gets better once Ragnarok happens. Thor Ragnarok's one of the most fun movies in the MCU, and most of it is because of Chris Hemsworth. They took off those training wheels, they gave him a director with a lot of vision and a lot of fun, and they allowed Chris Hemsworth to have fun. And Chris Hemsworth's a really good, you know, comedic actor. He's got really good timing. But this movie takes itself way too seriously, and it's, it has a couple moments of levity, which I'll talk about uh, at some point during the pod. But there are just a lot of problems in the fact that um, it's just not that fun of a movie if you're watching it from a perspective of, okay, this is Thor's origin movie. What I did was, about halfway through the movie, I realized this movie's strength is Loki's origin story. We learn a lot about Loki that um, we might not... We learn a lot about Loki, and it might be more interesting than the things that we learn about Thor. We learn that Loki it was taken away from the Frost Giants, and Odin basically made him his son. So he's not a full Asgardian. He's a half Asgardian. And we learn that uh, Loki's a god of mischief, and he wants to he wants the love and admiration of his father, and he wants power. And he completely dejects Thor in every single way. So if you watch it from that perspective and you go to the to the to the climax of this movie and you see what Loki's done throughout the MCU, this movie is actually really interesting from that perspective, from that very small perspective. That you know, you're you're basically creating a supervillain and then Loki winds up being the main bad guy in the Avengers and he does a fantastic job. Tom Hiddleston is an amazing actor and this is one of the best uh, best villains that the MCU has put in uh, put on the screen. It's you know it's Loki, Thanos, and it's Killmonger. 
my opinion, those are the best three. I mean, there's a couple other really good ones like uh, uh, Baron Zemo from Civil War because he made the the Avengers fight amongst themselves and stuff like that. But um, if you watch Thor from the perspective of Loki's origin story, it does get a little bit better. But if you're just watching it for Thor, it's not that great. Um, and it's just not. There's Like I said, there are just a lot of issues. I don't like the direction. The acting is really, it's campy. There are some characters in there that I, I wish weren't in there, like Lady Sif and the and the, and the Warriors 3, which are, you know, the four of, of Thor's really good friends. I just don't, I don't find them interesting. <laughs> I don't find Thor's mom interesting. I don't find Odin all that interesting. Um, Heimdall's really interesting, but that's just because Idris Elba plays him. Natalie Portman's character is really boring. She's like, she's supposed to be this, extremely brilliant physicist and you just don't buy it as soon as thor comes onto the screen she's completely engulfed in how handsome this guy is and she just becomes you know a damsel in distress which is not what natalie portman really is natalie portman's a fantastic actress um stellan skarsgård does nothing does absolutely nothing he's an amazing actor also side note this is the first movie i ever saw stellan skarsgård and this is before you know i became a really big movie person and then when i saw him in goodwill hunting i was like oh crap that's you know, Dr. Eric Selvig from Thor or the Avengers. But, uh, yeah, so, and then obviously he was amazing in Good Will Hunting, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. But he doesn't, there's nothing for him to do here. He's really good in the Avengers, but in this particular movie, there's just not a lot to do. Um, it just doesn't do a really, really good job of trying to set up a, a Thor story. It just, it doesn't. There's, it didn't, I can tell this, this, what this movie did was, it set up the MCU more and more. It, this seems like another another segue into the MCU. Whereas Iron Man was a standalone movie, uh, The Incredible Hulk was a standalone movie, and Captain America: The Winter Soldier, for the for the most part, I'd say eighty percent of it, and we'll talk about it next time I do a Marvel talk, is a standalone movie, and that's what makes those movies really good. But as I've said before, in the MCU, there are certain times where they make a movie simply to drive the narrative of the MCU, and that's okay. But it, for this movie, it definitely compromised it, and um, I, I just have a lot of problems with it. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm shitting on the movie, and I, I kind of am because I remember this movie being so much better than what it what it what it is. But I think that it is that way because Thor Ragnarok is so good, and Thor was so good in Endgame, and he was great with the Guardians, and he was so quippy, and like he was getting that dialogue in there, and it was really interesting. This movie just wasn't interesting. There's there's not a lot fun about this movie. Even the main villain that he has to fight, I think it's like the Destroyer or something like that. It's he beats him so easily once he gets his powers back. It's just not exciting. Um, there's the one, and then the, another thing this movie does is it introduces Shield a little bit more, and it gives us the first intro to Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner's character, very briefly. And they only mentioned him by name a couple times. And I remember when I watched it the first time, I didn't even catch it. This is one of those times where I had to rewatch it and be like, oh shit, you know, there's Jeremy Renner, there's there's Hawkeye. Um, I don't know, it's just there's there's a lot of problems with this movie. So I I didn't realize it was gonna be this much of a chore rewatching it, but you know, I do it for you guys. So you are welcome. And I expect a, a big thank you from everyone that's listening to this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Um Next, we're just going to go ahead and just get right into the categories because I don't really have a ton else to say that I haven't already said. It's a pretty basic story, so I'm going to get into the categories. Uh, all right, guys, let's go ahead and do this. Thing. All right, guys, we have a couple changes to the categories, actually. I got rid of nitpicks 
because basically the Muay Mall Award is nitpicks. So I kind of, it, instead of having two bad categories, um, the Muay Mall Award is just going to be, it's going to include a lot of the nitpicks anyways. That category is kind of redundant. Um, so now we have seven categories. Um, and if, as always, if you want me to add some, if you want me to get rid of some, I'll do it. I'm kind of doing it on my own because nobody's saying anything. So I'll just go ahead and continue to do that. Um, <laughs> all right. So first category, best scene. There's not a lot. I just put down two. Uh, first best scene is when, uh, sorry, if I'm, I look down at my notes from time to time. So it's, I mean, I can't, I want to make sure that I do this the justice that it does or does not deserve. So uh, best scene first one is when Thor infiltrates the shield uh, hideout base where they have Mjolnir and he basically fights all these guys as a human and it's in the rain. It looks really cool. Um, you know, you see how tough Thor is even without his powers. And it's the first time that we get a glimpse of uh, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. They call him the Hawk. He, there's a gun. He goes for the gun. Instead of grabbing the gun, he grabs the bow. They put him up top in this thing. And he's like looking down. He's got arrow sights on Thor. And he's like, you know, whenever, you know, Agent Coulson, I can shoot him now. But then Coulson tells him to wait. It's a pretty cool scene. It's the best action scene in the movie by far. Um, within a movie where there's just not a lot of really interesting action scenes, that, that scene was pretty cool. I think it was just the way that was the only scene in which it was shot really, really well. I thought they did a good job on that one. You felt it felt like a really gritty, um, uh, you know, on the floor, you know, fight, which is kind of interesting, especially to in a movie where people have superpowers and stuff like that. So it was pretty good. Uh, the other good scene is at the very end. It is when uh, Thor destroys the Bifrost and the portal is basically, you know, the way that they can travel from world to world is basically destroyed. Um, Loki is is uh, holding on to Thor, Thor, and then Odin catches both of them, and he's holding on to them as they're about to go into the abyss. And then Loki says, "Like uh, I could have done it, Father. I could have done it for all of us." And then uh, Odin's just like, "I know, Loki." And Loki kind of looks at him, and he just falls into this black hole. And you know, it's as as a viewer, you're just like, "Oh God, this guy, he died." Um, the the reason why I like that scene so much is because you really feel what Loki's going through right there. You can tell that all he wants to do is just feel included and feel loved and to please his father who's, you know, not his birth father, father but his 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 father, the one person who raised him. And you really feel it in that scene. I thought it was a really good scene, but even still, the best scene is is definitely the shield scene when Thor breaks into the shield uh, the shield headquarters. I just think that that scene's really interesting. Uh, the next category, Muy Mall Award. It's going to be a long one. There's just a lot of Mui Mall in this movie. There's just a lot of shit that's just not very fucking good. So, first Mui Mall award, CGI. Talked about it a little bit in the very beginning. The CGI is bad. The way that they made Asgard, it's not lively. It just looks bad. It looks like the beginning of any Disney movie where they show the castle and it's like 2D animation. That's, it, that's the first thing that I thought of when I saw it. It's just not very good. Um the lightning, the everything in it, just man, it's it's rough. The Bifrost looks bad. None of it, none of it's good. Uh, next Mui Mall Award, or next nominee for the, for the Mui Mall Award is Thor's hair and eyebrows. I said it earlier. Thor's hair is it's like super like. It was, so Chris Hemsworth actually wore a wig for this movie because his hair doesn't look like that, and he wore a blonde wig. And then this is the only movie in which they dyed his eyebrows blonde. <laughs> 
it's just bad. It just looks bad. It makes his eyes look like they're even more like closed, you know? It just doesn't look good. It just I don't I don't know what they were going for and I'm glad that they didn't do that for Thor throughout and they gave let him have his normal eyebrows and in Thor Ragnarok they cut off his hair completely and he just looks like a boss, you know? Um that's just it just looks bad. The next uh, nominee is the set in New Mexico. I talked a little bit about it earlier. That set just looks bad. Um, it just looks like they they it looks like a soundstage, and I can't believe that they made it to the final cut of the movie. It just it looks so unprofessional, and I'm in today's MCU. There's no way that that gets approved. That just looks super cheap, and it's bad. It's muy mal. Uh, the next nominee is the fact that. This movie is so much worse than Thor Ragnarok. Man. This movie is just bad. And I think it... I don't remember it being this bad before. But like I said before, this movie, I think it's worse because we know what Thor became. And Thor became one of the most lovable characters in the MCU. But in this movie, he's just not very likable. He doesn't do a lot of really interesting things. I mean, he's overpowered like Superman is, but... In, in Endgame and in Ragnarok and in Infinity War, he's super likable. He's, he's really quippy with the dialogue. Um, a lot of the things he does are really interesting. And I don't know. It's just if, if Ragnarok didn't exist, I think Thor, this movie, would still be fine. But Ragnarok exists. And because of that, this movie's ass. And the character development within this movie is ass. Um, it would have been really interesting to see what Taika Waititi would have been able to do if he had directed all three Thors. I think it would have been amazing. I mean, he's directing Thor Love and Thunder, the fourth one, which is coming out, I think, in two years, in 2022. And that's going to be fun. I'm here for it. Uh, I'm just here for whatever Taiki Watiti wants to direct anyways. That guy's just, he's first of all, he's brilliant. Second of all, he's just a fun guy. He just seems like he's always having a good time regardless of what he's doing. And the same can't be said for you know a guy like Kenneth Branagh, who seems to take things very seriously? You know, he went to the English school of of, of uh, the English school of directing, and you know, yada, yada, all that crap. So, but for me, the Muy Mal Award for sure is the Thor's hair and eyebrow combo. It's rough, guys. It's definitely rough. There's actually a meme on my Instagram page at cam.cast, K-A-M.K-A-S-T, where it's a Drake meme, and I and I make a joke about that. You guys should go ahead and check that out. Give it a like and uh, actually share it to some of your friends. It's pretty good. So yeah, that's that's the movie Mall War for me. Um, number three, I renamed it. It's no longer called the uh, the Stole the Show Award. I'm calling it the Heat Check, the Greatest Heat Check. So in the NBA, when a player you know hits two three threes in a row, they're a Heat Check, right? They're 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 playing maybe minimal minutes, but they're giving the most with the minimal minutes that they have. Uh, heat Check for this one, it's uh, there's only one nominee. There's only one winner for this. It's Tom Hiddleston as Loki. He's not in the movie a ton. Um, and in fact, most of the time he's by himself in the movie, but this is his movie, even though it's called Thor, this movie could have been called Loki and I would have been hundred percent okay with it. Um, and he's the greatest, he's the most interesting character in this movie and it's not close. I think the second most interesting character would have to be Mjolnir, which is the hammer. I mean, it's, it's just not a great movie, but he's, he makes you want to continue watching it because you feel for his character because he's so such uh, such a good actor and was able to take that part of Loki and turn it into something really good because he is a tragic character. Loki is. He really is. Um, the next uh, category is the recasting couch. 
There's not a lot you can recast here because it does uh, affect the entire MCU. But what I would do is there's a couple of things. One, I would have gotten rid of got rid of Lady Sif and the Warriors Three altogether. I don't like them. I don't think they're interesting. Um, they're really bland characters. They they wear really weird costumes. They're really uh, eccentric. It's an eccentric bunch. It's it's an Asian guy with a ponytail, a long a big guy with a beard and long hair. A uh, guy with a with a mustache. It's just it's a weird group. I and I don't care about any of them. If any of them were to die, I wouldn't give a shit. I just wouldn't care. Um, and then the other recasting catch I would do, I would have. I love Idris Elba as Heimdall, right? I just wish that Idris Elba was recast from Heimdall into a more prominent role in the MCU. I just think Idris Elba is one of the greatest actors we have working today, and I think that. The fact that he was cast in such a minor character role in this movie and then, you know, movies moving forward, I think it's kind of a travesty that we didn't have more uh, Idris Elba in the MCU. I mean, there's a potential that we could do it at some point because I've done it with a couple people already, but that that would be my recasting couch on that one. Um, number five, best quote. Not a lot of best quotes here, guys. I just have two because they make me laugh and I quote them all the time. Uh, the first one is when he, he wants to go to Mjolnir and instead of walking, he's like, I'm going to go get a horse. So he walks into a regular pet store and he goes, I'd man a horse. You know, it just, it's really funny. Um, it's just, it's a, it's truly a fish out of water type thing, right? I just thought it was really interesting. And I, I say it pretty frequently. I used to, at least to my brother and sister all the time. Then the other best quote is when he drinks a cup of coffee, he completely downs it, right? And he throws it on the ground, you know, that breaks the cup, shatters the glass. And he says, another, you know, I'll have another. And it's. That one's really good. I say that one a lot too, but those are the only really two quotes of merit within this entire movie and they're, you know, five, six words each. That just tells you what kind of movie this was. Um, so, you know, um, let's look at some of the facts on the production here. I'm going to look at my other screen. Uh, one of the most interesting facts of this movie is the fact that there were two people uh, who were in the final stages to be cast as Thor. One was Chris Hemsworth, who obviously got the role. And the second was Liam Hemsworth, his younger brother, who was apparently really close to getting this part as well. And I've seen, you know, obviously we've seen Liam Hemsworth be in the, the Hunger Games movies. He's okay. He's not Chris Hemsworth, though. Chris Hemsworth has a certain, you know, he's got a he's got a certain magnetism on screen. He's just a really likable guy. And I think that if Liam Hemsworth got this part, I don't think it would have been nearly as good because I don't think he's got the comedic chops that Chris Hemsworth does later on in the MCU and the you know the Ragnarok and Infinity War and all that stuff. So I think he's really good. Um, another really interesting one is uh, uh, Sam Raimi originally wanted to direct a Thor movie in the 1990s, but he, but it never happened. So it's kind of interesting that he's re-entering the MCU and he's going to be directing Doctor Strange. Um, that that's I'm just excited for that because if you guys don't know there's some in, there's some potential potentially potential there is some potential spoilers regarding the the Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness in, involving multiple Spider-Mans. Uh, if you don't want to know, I won't say anything, but I advise you look it up on your own because there's some information out there. Um I wasn't able to find a lot more info on production. Um this movie just it seems like even Marvel just kind of threw some shit on the screen and was like, hey, here you go. You know, let's get on to Captain America and move towards the Avengers. Which, I mean, you know, they still made, I think they made 400% of their, their uh, here, let me pull it up real quick. They The the budget for this movie was $150 million and they made $450 million in the box office. 
with a bad movie. And it's, it's not a good movie, and they made that much money. But at the time, we didn't have a lot of you know superhero movies going, so this was considered a really good movie. It was it was a it was a great movie actually. But now, having seen everything that's come through the MCU, this is definitely on the the lower tier of the MCU. And I will be giving you guys my abridged list after we're done with this Marvel series. And category seven, who won the movie? I've talked about it. It's Tom Hiddleston. This is Tom Hiddleston's movie. This is Loki's origin story. I don't care about the fact that Thor is here. Thor's real origin origin story happens in Thor Ragnarok. I think that we really get to understand who Thor is in Ragnarok and who he is in the Avengers and stuff like that. So this this is because Loki, I don't think his character changes throughout the entire MCU. Thor's undergoes some crazy shifts and, you know, tonal changes, but Loki is Loki from the very beginning. And I think that's what's really important about him. Well, you guys, um, I hope you don't pan me too hard for being so difficult on Thor. It's just not that great of a movie, but I appreciate you guys listening on with me. Um, you know, if you can go ahead and follow on Instagram at cam.cast, that's where I got a lot of things going on. We're posting memes as often as I can, posting uh, all types of polls. You know, you can ask me questions, DM me. I'm here for all of it. I'll try to get back as soon as I can at all times. If you want to continue to subscribe, like and follow on the different you know platforms that I got going. You know, YouTube is really important right now. I have Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. You know, it'd be a big help if you guys can go ahead and share the podcast. Maybe share a couple episodes to your friends or family that you guys are really liking. It'd be a big help to me, a big help to the channel. Um, as far as everything else, look forward to the next uh, Marvel movie, Captain America: The First Avenger. That one will be fun. That's still a good movie. I watched it. I think within the last five six months, holds up really good and that'll be a fun one so i'm looking forward to that one um as always guys peace and love thanks